Hi, I'm Stage and Stages Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jillian. Welcome to the Hamilcast and welcome to part two of my awesome chat with Chris Jackson. And if you thought things got real last episode, just you wait, you guys. That's actually why I'm here. Just want to give you a little heads up that this episode gets really emotional really quick. And it's nothing bad. It's just C-Jack being pretty incredible about his family and his son, CJ, who's on the autism spectrum. Not unlike C-Jack's first episode, it was moving and inspiring and beautiful and just awesome. And it was still pouring rain, so we had that as our soundtrack. It was the best. So here we go. Part two, Christopher Jackson. Enjoy, everybody. One last time. Relax, have a drink with me. One last time. Let's take a break tonight, and then we'll teach him how to say goodbye. To say goodbye. You and I. No, sir. Welcome to talk about neutrality. Sir. With Britain and France on the verge of war, is this the best I time? I want to warn against partisan fighting. What? Pick up a pen, start writing. I want to talk about what I have learned. The hard-won wisdom I have earned. As far as the people are concerned, you have to serve. You could continue to serve. No. One last time. Gonna teach him how to say goodbye. You and I. Hey, C Jack. What's up? How's your week been with all our pancakes and. Amazing. <laughs> We've just been eating pancakes and waffles and drinking tequila for an entire week. I would burp on Mike, but that might get ugly. It's been a really great week. It has been. So Your couch I, is very comfortable. Oh, thanks. I mean, because it is. It is. It actually really is comfortable. Yeah, I'll stop talking like Batman now. I like the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I really especially want to thank your family for lending you to me for this whole no week. worries no i worries. want to get into your family you have Yay. an amazing wife veronica yes and two gorgeous children cj and jadelyn and a pup named sam sam he jackson a, he ain't been a pup for a minute oh i say i call pups like i'm yeah, like no, in that internet yeah. speak he's like a doggo so for you guys out there he's 84 pounds of golden doodle with an incessant need to uh be love given treats <laughs> And love. To give you unconditional love, Chris Jackson? Well, unconditional as long as there are treats. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's his middle name? Just It's just Sam Jackson. It's just Sam Jackson. And I didn't name him that. My daughter did. And so I'm just going to pretend that won't be awkward when I see Sam Jackson again and say, you know, or my, the subject of my like dog comes like up. I feel like he's going to like it. I feel I like know. he'll be psyched. I don't know how I would feel if someone said, hey, I named my dog Chris Jackson. Hey. You'd be excited. I would think, why would you name your dog Chris Jackson? Because you're a great person. What about and me like, reminds you of a dog? Okay, you want you want to know? Loyalty. Yeah. Amazingness. Sure. You're just a stand-up guy. I know. I know, right? Therein lies the rub. 
Yes, I have a full Now you know that so many house. people are going to name their dogs Chris Jackson <laughs> and do that, tell you exactly why. Dogs deserve so much better. We, are, um, we did not deserve dogs, let me tell you. I know. We're too, they are too good for this That's world. That's true. Why don't it's, you have a dog? Oh, I do. I, they live at my parents' house and we don't because our landlord won't let us. You know, I've grown up with dogs my whole life. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> You're an amazing, beautiful family. How are they doing? Everyone is great. Really? Yeah, my son is doing really well. My wife is just everything. And CJ's good. My wife is good. The dog is never going to be good because he just, he relies on sympathy for, you know, his very existence. He milks it for all it's worth. And my daughter is crazy. Yeah? How old? How old? She's crazy talented. She's crazy intelligent. And just plain crazy. Eight-year-old girls. Okay. And I don't think she's... I don't call her crazy because she actually is crazy. I call her crazy because her very existence tests the limits of my ability to comprehend <laughs> anything. It's my shortcomings that, uh-huh. I'm, that yeah, I'm, no, I'm trying she's, to illuminate. She's, um, she's spectacular. Mm-hmm. She's a... She's, she's a fire, like an She's the Macy's fireworks display on a clear night on the 4th of July oh. in a given near, year. She displays certain elements of mama that mm-hmm. that just charm me to know. And what, what are those elements? Well, a smile and beauty and intelligence. Mm-hmm. She, she has an astounding amount of intuitiveness, though she doesn't understand it. Sure, not but yet. The words, but, but the words that that come out of her mouth clearly are you know and are, you're like, are evidence oh, shit. of that. Like, I'm like it, that shit mean? is How real. You, what are you saying? What like what? And then you listen to her and you're like, oh wait. Oh God, yeah. I feel like she But then get she's along like, well there's Tommy a monster Gale. coming out to eat my foot out of the closet. You know, so it's one of those things. It's right. one of those. I, has she met Tommy Kale yet? They might. She has met Uncle Tommy. Yeah. She's met the Olin. She FaceTimed with the Olin earlier in this week. We were in the car. I was picking her up from school, and Lynn was on his way to uh, do uh, Fallon. And so. As often what happens, he'll call me up if he has to do an appearance and he's got a freestyle, he'll call me up and we'll free, you know, we'll trade right. we'll trade eights. But Jadlin was in the car, so there was no way that it could you know, it was oh, yeah, going no. down. But she's so enamored by him <laughs> that it's like, When's Theo Lynn coming around? Like when's he gonna when was right. and then of course he calls. Do, are they are your kids super psyched that you are in Moana? My daughter was when the merch was was like running through the house. Uh-huh. When I was bringing home merch, it was really exciting. But was it cool to like hear their dad's voice in Moana? We went to the screening. Lynn Lynn bought out a theater and and Disney and like they screened it for the Hamilton cast. This yeah. was last fall before mm-hmm. it ever came out, and it was really something. Yeah. But but the the movie. As had, CJ would say, it's a sight to see. It's a sight to see. But they had yeah. Let's see. see, we're still doing this. Come on, but um, they they hadn't even fully rendered the the film yet oh yeah there were still like black and white pencil mm-hmm. sketches in it which was also oh, equally so cool. fascinating right? that's so cool but um but yeah it was great because i got that was that was one of those moments like one of the few moments where i was like oh oh this is really cool yeah. it's one thing that you know because she came to see the show she was six but she saw you know she learned the soundtrack and then she came to see the show and like the worst show of my career oh stop it Says the worst you. show. No, Says the, her. It was no, the best thing she's ever seen in the, her life. No, no, Moana's probably bigger. But the most, <laughs> but but the but the most nerve wracking because no matter how dedicated I am to the work that I'm doing, I'm still young in 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 being a father. That when I see my when I know because you know where they're sitting, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
oh, that's my baby girl. So the snapback of that is, is that you don't then say, okay, she's fine and I'm going to. I'm gonna go back into my into my space. Yeah, you still gotta. Be you working. stay there, <gasps> and you're like, I have to make sure they're safe. I have to make sure they're that she's having a good time. I have to make sure that my wife is not too. But you don't. You you, you don't want, like it. Like as an outsider, you don't. But as no. you, of course, on stage, you're like, that's all I care about. I was saying <laughs> words that show. I was completely. Th- I was going through motions during that particular show. The other show was when my son was there. They didn't come together. No, 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 no. Because it's it's a lot. You know, my wife can is good at navigating both of them. But mm-hmm. the construct and the sort of the way it just sort of works out, like it's always easier when you can separate the two. Right. And explain why. And we'll get into this in the Patreon peeps questions. But explain why okay. it might be so a little with different. CJ, for listeners my, my son's know. autistic. And so it's hard for him to sit and hold his attention longer. Sure. You know, Disney has something. They understand something really uh, really well that most of us in the world still don't. 90 minutes is about the most that you can ask from from a child. And my son is right at about 90, 90 minutes. Okay. And then beyond that, it's really difficult for him to hold on to sure. what's happening and, and navigate the sound and the, all of the you know sensorial things that are happening. So second act was really rough for him, like, but extremely rough for him. Uh, and, and in a way that, that it took my wife a year and a half to admit to me how rough it actually was when they came to see it. The beautiful thing about uh, the way that um, the autism, autism performances have been presented is that they know. You bring the lights up just a little bit mm-hmm. in terms of the house lights. You bring mm-hmm. the, the stage lights and their intensity. You, 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 you sand off the edges, if you will. Sure. You bring the volume down a little bit. The performers still do what they do. But in those performances, it allows kids who have a problem with sensory overload and, and, and adults as, as well mm-hmm. to be able to navigate that space a little bit easier. Right. Because it's very, very important for them to, for everyone, but especially folks on the spectrum, to be able to process things, but, but just sort of bring in the margins so it's not so extreme. Mm-hmm. But but understand that it's it's not a, a cure all for everyone. But sure, if, yeah. But if you can trim them just a little bit, right, it makes it a little bit more uh, palatable for oh, those folks who have a difficulty with. Mm-hmm. Which I'm absolutely a thousand percent, you know, uh, uh, good with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm yeah. all obviously I'm all about I'm all about that. It's um, but he had a really difficult time. But also sitting for that amount of time is really difficult for him, which is. I mean, for me, I, I don't care in terms of like from the performer aspect of it. But, but as a dad, my wife, she thought enough to wait for a year and a half to actually tell me what happened. She just told me a couple months ago. I would have been horrified. I would have been mortified. It would have taken me. I wouldn't have gotten over it. And I, didn't rec- I just didn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. And she, she kept that from me because she, I know she didn't want me to feel bad or feel guilty about right. You know, but it was important. It's important for me the, for for me to have them see every show. It presents a new possibility, and I also want them to understand what I do. Of course, you know, yeah. They can't watch every episode I do on Bull. People sure. die on that show, and I don't. You know, like I don't. I, I try to like. I'm a parent. I try to shut. Of course, you know, yeah. From things, but um, it's. It was really something to to know, because he did great for the first 
you know, 55 minutes. And then yeah. he was like, uh, I don't know. His first show was Little Mermaid and he did great. You know what oh, I mean? Cause, yeah. But he had seen the movie and we had been able to build it up for sure. him. And it was a thing that we, you know, right. that we developed. He he kind of, he understood the whole story. And, right. And he was able to sit through it and enjoy it, you know. Because he knew probably and he was, younger. was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that, you know. But yeah. yeah. So let's get into our Patreon peeps. Come on. Patreon peeps, wonder powers, activate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if I were Shockwave, this would be much more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> And Patreon peeps. Dear Alexander. Steph is asking, what piece of knowledge would you share with others about acceptance of others, especially individuals on the spectrum? I try to answer everything like this. I'm a parent of someone Mm -hmm. on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I love my boy and I have love for anyone on the spectrum. My perspective is of a parent wanting to be able to communicate with his child. It, I, I, and, and I've learned, I've evolved from that because it used to be, yeah, cure, let's get a cure. Let's figure out how to fix this problem. Right. It ain't that. Yeah. Interacting with people who are able to communicate on a better, on a, on a, more advanced plane Mm -hmm. through Twitter. I learned that it's not a matter of fixing something that's wrong. It's a matter of accepting where people are, where they are. Mm -hmm. And if I have something to offer or a way to help, it's about meeting that person where they live, not about trying to fix them or recognize their uh, a deficiency. Mm -hmm. It's simply about, saying that if I'm truly an advocate for someone who has difficulty amplifying their voice, my job is to meet them where they are and to understand them where they are and not try to um, ascribe my my thing to them right. or my son's particular issues yeah. to them, right? It, it, it has been a process of understanding and, and advocating for a level of acceptance that's not about, oh, you poor thing, and more about, dude, where hey. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Hi. What can I learn about where, where you are? What can I learn about the things that, that cause you um, difficulty? Mm-hmm. Because often it's not about, I have met so many, um, so many people who are, who are diagnosed on the spectrum mm-hmm. that are like, there's nothing wrong with me. I know what my my particular issues are right. compared to what most people's are. Yeah. I'm able to articulate those. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to stop asking the world to pay attention to a cure and like for you to acknowledge that there's that that I'm just me. Mm-hmm. And that was like the greatest realization. And of course that happened in the midst of all the Hamels and stuff. I can't. There was a couple of nights that I I can re, I can recall where I was backstage. Like, you know, the show comes down. Sure. You greet whoever it is on the stage. Mm-hmm. You take your pictures. Mm-hmm. You come back. You gather your things, and your phone starts blowing up because somebody who is an autistic person is hitting you on all the things that they don't like about um, autism speaks on or, social media. Yeah, 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 on Twitter. And I'll say, but what about X, Y, and Z? And they're like, this is how this is not meeting my needs. 
and and in my short-sightedness i'm like but this is not i'm not advocating for x y and z i'm simply saying that my child can't talk right or my child can't hold a conversation Uh uh-huh and they're like you need to look at your life a little bit oh shit oh no there's nothing listen there is nothing like being caught on, called on the carpet by someone who is who is a diagnosed autistic, but who has an ability to like communicate on a level right. that is almost imperceptible, and being like, "You need to, you need to get your life," and <laughs> and then you and then watch you try to retort or try to you know offer answers that are clearly not quite getting it until after an hour or an hour and a half out back behind the theater right sitting on a step you're like oh oh. shit yeah but that's the thing about twitter and the internet you don't know you're just getting these messages and these notifications and you're like and you're like there's no nuance you know it's it's like it you know 440 characters don't do it but then you realize like oh Right. And you're like, I'm just trying to do right by me and my family and my son. And like, that's really, that's really what you're, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. It blew the top of my head off. Yeah. People are aware of different things at different times. And you don't have to, there's no judgment ascribed to that. It just is what it is. Right. But I count that as one of the, you know, when, when you start talking about Hamilton and the, 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 the reach and the popularity and the zeitgeist of it all. Yeah. That's one of the greatest things that's happened is that throughout the process of, of all of this, interacting with the autism community, having disagreements, seeing my own personal shortcomings, mm-hmm. still having my own opinions and my own, um, my own experiences, mm-hmm. learning to acknowledge the value of folks who have a completely different experience, have their own point of view, and even though you don't agree with it, truly embracing the value of their point of view. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I still speak out for Autism Speaks. Right. They helped us. Sure. They helped millions of people. Mm -hmm. It's not a binary choice. I'm not either with them or with everyone else. Right. But I advocate because I'm a parent. Mm -hmm. But I also advocate for a lot of other people and a lot of other organizations because there's value there. Yeah. But the person that I advocate the most for is the autistic person who can articulate, who can give us the best insight to what their particular experience is, and we ignore it at our own peril. People have told me stories that they've reached out to you Mm -hmm. and communicated my child is on the spectrum, and you have been amazing to them, either on the the stage door line or backstage with them. And it's just, I mean, the P I, I just want you to know that there are listeners and just fans of Hamilton who you have really changed their lives or have really, really affected their children with your kindness and, and how oh. you have, well, I'm not here unless somebody's kind to me quite literally. Mm-hmm. Somebody show, you know what I mean? Like yeah, somebody extended yeah. that to me. Um, and not just once, not just sort of twice chance meeting, like, I'm not here by myself. Right. I will never be one of those people that would that would try to tell that lie and say I got here because I worked hard. Right. Everybody works hard. But but on the fact that people are are so grateful for the kindness that you've showed when when they've reached out to you and said, "Hey, so my kid is here and so they, listen, they're on the spectrum." There are people and- in this world that have children who are exhibiting signs of being affected by autism spectrum disorder, right? Mm-hmm. That don't 
know how to like work up the courage to go and speak to a teacher or an administrator or a doctor. They don't know how to do it. Right. Now, we didn't have that particular problem, but we didn't know where the resources were coming from. Right. We didn't know how we were going to. Our son was talk was was developing words one day and then he wasn't. Like it was like that. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, no, he had I know. 30 words and then all of a sudden Gone. stopped being able to swallow food. And so that is the kind of thing that I and and I understand it but people people are so confused that they don't know how to ask for help. Uh-huh. And so the moment that I understood what this was and I know that I, you know, I wasn't, there wasn't a Hamilton, but I knew that people watch what I did. It's the nature of what I do. Sure. But if anyone asked me a question about what I find important in the world, what I find important in life, I wanted to be able to illuminate that because even now there are people who don't know how to ask. What is more important than, than, than caring for a child who you have built your entire universe around yeah. and then you realize they can't speak when once they could. Right. So if someone's listening right now, what do they do? If they're like, oh God. like th- If you are this- even possibly suspicious of a problem, yeah. you go to your general practitioner, you mm-hmm. go to your, your pediatrician and you say, I think that something's wrong. And what if they don't? What if they don't have insurance? Or what if they don't? Are there websites to go to? Or are there in are there every state to in go? our nation, there is a law. It was it was upheld by the Supreme Court. It's called the Free Appropriate um, Free and Appropriate Education Act. Mm-hmm. It basically entitles every citizen of this country to an, a free and appropriate education. And if that child, if a child can't function in a in a what a, a quote unquote typical Uh, curriculum Mm -hmm. you go to your pediatrician you say i need my child evaluated i need to have them evaluated i need to make sure that everything developmentally is progressing the way that it needs to happen Mm -hmm. it's not just once it's not twice it's as many times as you and your pediatrician deem it appropriate Uh if your pediatrician says they're fine you're overreacting and you still in your gut think that no Nothing is going to tell. I'm the I'm mama. Mm-hmm. I'm daddy. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. Find another pediatrician. Right. Don't wait. You get them evaluated. Mm-hmm. In our case, we had CJ evaluated and he passed the first evaluation. And 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 my wife and I weren't comfortable with that assessment. Even though we want I wanted to be comfortable with that assessment. It's a very important distinction because we all want the best, but we don't always are, we're not always looking the, cl- the, the, the at the, the the micro of it all. Mm-hmm. And he was evaluated again, and lo and behold, he was diagnosed with the severest form of ASD. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife, she was convinced that something wasn't right. And I was like, ah, it's going to be okay. Right. It's fine. Yeah. You're overreacting. Go anyway. Mamas, go anyway. Daddies, Get your head right. Listen to your gut. The worst thing that can happen is that you're wrong. Right. Is that you go to a fine. couple, you Google a couple things and you, right. you go to a different. That's right. I mean, that that's the worst thing that can happen. Yes. My wife, who is an accomplished actress mm-hmm. and a chart top and singer, she put her whole career on hold because CJ's diagnosis happened five minutes before the first 
run-through of In the Heights off-Broadway. I didn't know that. Yeah. Five so she, minutes? Five minutes. And this is why I always, um, I don't tell the story often, but Tommy Kale, Lynn Miranda, Jason Bassett, who was our stage manager, they held our run-through while I processed what my son's diagnosis was actually was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I hadn't heard the word autism prior to that moment. And so emotionally, maybe, maybe it's all weighted differently because that whole show represents not only a, a, an uptick in my career, happiness in my work, mm-hmm. family in the cast, um, brotherhood with the creators. It also represents a level of humanity that I've never seen uh, exhibited by a stage manager or producers who extended themselves beyond any level of of charity or any level of of just graciousness Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah because they um someone said to me once that the measure of someone's character is what they do when no when they stand to gain nothing and nobody's watching that's kevin mccullum that's Jeffrey Seller. Mm. That's Joe Furman. All of these things were happening at a, at a moment in my life where it could have gone either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when when Tommy Kale holds me down while I'm dealing with all of this and asks all the right questions that are that none of my other friends are asking. You know? Yeah. When Lynn is like, my mom is a foremost child psychologist in the city. Like. What do you need? Yeah. How can I help? Yeah. But like, there's just a level of, 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 of that that changes things. You know what I mean? 100%. Like That affects things in a real way. Yeah. And so, I say this to every, every parent that is dealing with the news of a new diagnosis or is afraid to ask. You got to really think about it. You know, pride has no place in any of this. You know, and I guess the last bastion, to bring it full circle, the last bastion of sort of pride that I was holding on to was thinking that I had the whole autism thing, quote unquote, understood. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so I'm continually evolving in, in my understanding and my, uh, my sense of where things lie. And the one thing that always... Uh, just completely like upends my whole understanding of things is when I hear from people on Twitter Mm -hmm. when I hear from autistic people who are on Twitter who are coming out of their comfort zone right right to interact with me and like risking so much to like interact with somebody that they don't know but they know from this thing but it's not real until we're actually talking and then right. we're disagreeing maybe or or whatever but they but, know that like you as a person you have their back yeah because you just support like yeah. doing what you're gonna do listen every time i've mentioned autism speaks in the public i get a deluge of they want me killed <laughs> i'm not agreeing with their position but i'm saying their right to their position is is unimpeachable 
my point being is that the way that they feel, the information that that anybody has about something, mm-hmm. especially someone on the spectrum who has the ability to actually, you know, share things, mm-hmm. like we can disagree, but I respect your courage i respect the difficulty that you endure i respect your steadfastness i respect whatever it is that gives you the strength to like come to me and tell me how you feel right Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i don't have to agree with you right but i damn near i like i damn sure respect you sure and there's very there's so little value placed on being able to respect people but especially folks that have had already had to overcome so many things just to like, you know, put the thumbs to work yeah. <laughs> and, you are, and and get at somebody, you know. But that's what this whole experience has taught me. Right. I didn't start out that way. It is an awareness that was hard earned. Mm-hmm. But the work wasn't done on my part. The work was the work was done on, on every other person that got at me that were like, yo, you need to like open your mind a little bit. You need to change the way you're thinking. That's their work because they're the ones that could have been offended by it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, I was just like, yo, I'm just a parent trying to do right. Right. You know, so it's but that you, kind you've, of thing. You've landed on, on a place that it's it's really it's making me as I'm listening to you. I'm like, God, you're just like, you're so good. You're just such a good human. And you're white. You know, Veronica so is so not. amazing. I'm man. so not. You so but are. I really, though. really try. I, I'm, not, I'm not better. I'm not better at this than anybody else. I just I'm trying to like. Well, has it changed? Figure your, out how to cons- I mean, know, well, perceive so it. Rob is asking, how cool is it playing a gay character on network TV where the fact that he is gay is so taken for granted that it's practically never a plot point i mean even 10 years ago the character would be gay first and foremost and then everything else would follow so here it might even not be in the top five character traits rob rob is asking this yeah. rob thank you for and your question and this is uh, on bull the show yes. Bull. yeah rob thank you for your question that is a very interesting uh and astute observation so i'm inclined to say that chunk who is my character on right. bull the character description in the in the from the first season in the from the from the jump was that chunk was someone who had traveled the world he had a myriad experiences he was someone who very very much following the michael sam Mm-hmm. Storyline: the, sure. the NFL player who was drafted, or the college player who was drafted, um, and and revealed that he was gay. Yeah, uh, and and quite quite literally following that um, that, or or at least making his his life more more available to the media so that right. they understood what it was. So Chunk's uh, character is very much uh, patterned after who that mm-hmm. Michael Sam was. The, the the idea of that role of, of, of that character is someone who is um, living a life who is it, it, his sexuality doesn't define him it, mm-hmm. it certainly influences you know his choices throughout the past you know be it working in vogue or right. um, and we see very early on in last season in the first season where he's you know living his best life right because Hey, and one of the reasons why I took the role is because that was that was one of the tenets is that was very interesting to me. And it was it was someone anytime you see, especially our times are changing so so quickly. But anytime you see someone living their life Mm -hmm. as they define it, that's something to be celebrated. That aspect of my character through season two 
is not not to not for a spoiler alert, but it's it's evolving. Right. Certainly not as someone who is rejecting or or shunning any particular you know uh, part of their life, but we're seeing more of what supports the the his his ability to 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 reveal himself to the mm-hmm. world. Um, and and I it's sort of like it's I'm given a bit of a wishy washy answer because there's a lot of things that are developing. Right. That have not been, you know, shot yeah. yet. My thing was, is that, you know, a man's a man's a man, you know, and the yeah. thing that made it interesting for me was, is that that wasn't the first part, the aspect of his character that was presented to me. Mm-hmm. And so it provided a little room for some mystery. Right. I think that that there's a lot of ways to live your truth. Right. And one of them is to, you know, care more about presenting X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z. Oh, and then by the way, I have a whole different side of my life right. that's not in the shadows. Yeah. But that I'm simply like, when I go to work, I'm this, and I have the power and the strength and the the freedom to have my life outside of this. You know what I mean? It's it's not about hiding or shading or shadowing things. It's simply about making the choice to like I control this. Uh-huh. And then when we're in, you know, when we're out. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and and you see early on uh, last season that I absolute that my character absolutely made those choices. Yeah, you know, right. And so it's not the prevailing thing, and I think that that certain that show that does show a certain amount of progression mm-hmm. in terms of the uh, audience's ability to process certain things. Yeah, you know. So it's 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 interesting because there's a there's such a fertile ground to explore all of the things that that are happening with my character yeah. as they're related to me. Right. And and if we're lucky, those things will be, you know, focused on a little bit all right, more well, in the future. I know you have like time for one last question. Oh. So, I'm going to ask uh so Jessica says, "Are you as sentimental about dollar bills as we all are about no, $10 bills?" No. Not <laughs> dollar bills. No. No, I'm not. Um I like them. You like them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. No, that that So, no. it's a, you don't just like mm. No. Oh, all right. No, no. I, I all because, I can think about are the hundreds the hundreds of one dollar bills that are now worth absolutely nothing and could potentially throw me into the chair into the the, 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 <laughs> the clink. My sister, consequently, my older sister, is now a treasury agent. Yeah. So come on, it all y'all, comes back. You guys are all connected. Nah, it means that y'all keep them them signed dollar bills that y'all asked me to sign. You keep them in your house and don't try to spend them because otherwise it'll get back to my sister and it's a problem. Oh snap. Real talk. Oh snap. Yeah. I just asked you to sign my Hamilton, so well, I'm in that. the clear. It's all good. I'm in the clear. <laughs> See Jack, thank you so much. I can't believe you spent a whole week with me here and drank all my tequila. Oh my God. I absolutely <laughs> feel that way. So great. I'm going to Starbucks now. Oh wait, real quick, say great things about Carvin's Saint because he's amazing and he said amazing things about you that you're like his mentor and I forgot we were going to talk about him. But you all hear me crunching the eyes? Crunching the eyes. Carvin's He's amazing. Stop what you're doing. Go to YouTube. Like, pause the podcast. Go to YouTube. Type in his name. Listen to the 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 poetry that he's put out and filmed. Yeah, um, you and I spoke about it the other night. Uh-huh. I told you if you haven't stopped to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. stop to do this. You're wasting your life. Yep, get your life. But you what went. We said. But you went. You went and saw some of, of the. Of course. Carvin's Lasaint is one of the most talented minds of our time. 
I don't think he knows it yet because his his level of humility surpasses everyone's. We've said on the show, like, when are you going to get that you're Andrew Chappelle? When are you going to no. get that you're this? Carvin's has not really gotten that he is no, Carvin's. No, he's, he's, he hasn't. No. He hasn't. He doesn't no. get it yet. So he's the dude that said, "I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to go to grad school." just so I can have the degree, just so I can dig a little deeper. And in my mind, I thought, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but I, but in my heart, I said, of course, because he's that smart, why wouldn't it be a good idea, yeah. right? Trust me, 20 years from now, Denzel, Saul Williams. He has the, the there's, there's a, a moment where intellect meets integrity, meets emotional aptitude, meets talent. Carvin's has all of those things. And I haven't even seen him in Hamilton yet. He's so good. Of course he is. He's so good. Of course he is. He kills it. Of course he does. It's weird watching the show. Have you been back since? I have. I went back last February, this last February. Oh. So when you saw Kimmy and said, that you listened to the show, then you you were not watching the show. You were just like there to I hang. was in the theater. The show was happening, but I wasn't watching it. <gasps> how do you do that? How do you get? How are it's you? It's easier the for me to not watch than it is for me to watch. I was All in right, London last weekend watching the cast in London. You saw the London show, the rehearsal. rehearsals. Mama, <gasps> get your life. I got to get on a flight. I got to go. I got to go. Like amazing. At the end of the first like week on like up. Two weeks of music rehearsals. They're killing up. it. Stop it. Greg Haney is there. Greg Haney is there. Dance captain. Greg ha- Gregory Haney. Greg Haney is an interloper at the very best. <laughs> I saw him. I said, like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. He is killing it. Chris Jackson, thank you so much for all of this. I can't believe it. We have one more drink. I'm going to pour it in your glass. Don't do we it, have please. One more. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to fall asleep I, on your couch. I, well, ha, well, then we'll have two weeks. <laughs> we'll be fine. So thank you so, so much. You were so beautiful and generous. Can I say one more thing? You can say a million. I love my thanks to all of you who have shown so much love for the show and for us and for every person involved and for Jillian. And like, you know, this isn't one of those unexpected things that we didn't expect that we didn't plan on happening when we were putting this thing together no one knew that it would be what it was but as someone who has clearly benefited from all of the love and and from the appreciation that you guys have shown it's felt every day uh you matter and i appreciate you and thank you for taking the time to like listen not only and support not only julian but but for all of us who have been a part of this it's um it's a once in a lifetime thing but you're on the ride with us and we appreciate you and keep enjoying your life and keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hamilcast, hashtag best podcast ever. Oh Done. my goodness gracious. All right, well, now, now I'm crying. So that's a whole thing. And it's not the tequila because I didn't drink the tequila because I told you it was. Because I drank all the tequila. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, all right, you guys. Thank no, you so, so much for listening. I will talk to you so soon. I can't believe you just said that. I'm feeling all the things, all the yeah, emotions. All, all the things. Let's do that. I will talk to you so soon. I am G.Pen. C dot Jack. Yes. Hashtag G dot Dubs. Woo!
support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Hamilcast. You can get access to the closed Facebook group where you can submit questions for upcoming guests, get behind the scenes access, live AMA videos, and other cool rewards. My gratitude for the Patreon peeps is through the roof and always will be. TheHamilcast.com is the home of all your podcast needs, including episodes, guest bios, and my Hamil reference-heavy and extensive notes on the Chernow chapters that I insist on calling chirpters. Sorry about that. You can listen to episodes anywhere you get your podcasts, but I'm just saying if you really loved it, you would subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for the podcast on social media, it couldn't be easier. At The Hamilcast on all the things. I'm at Jillian with a G on all social media, and you can check out The Residuals, my web series with Mike, you know Mike, at theresiduals.tv, and my true crime podcast with Patrick Hines of Theater People at truecrimeobsessed.com. Thank you again for listening to The Hamilcast. I'll talk to you in five seconds on Twitter. Twitter.